pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. There's no judgment here on what time it is. <laughs> and join us for the Real Laughs and Unreal Estates podcast. We are your hosts, Louise James and Trisha Zimmerling. Real estate is something we've all dreamt about, whether it's that multi-million dollar listing or it's that horrible experience you've encountered that gives you nightmares at night. Well, we are going to spill all the beans on the stories we've experienced and our coworkers have. We are bringing you the easy vibes and infectious laughter that makes the most daunting stories feel like a walk in the park. But not only that, we are entrepreneurs by day and also moms by night. People hear realtor and assume we're bathing in money and living that selling sunset lifestyle. <laughs> well, we're going to give you the down and dirty of what that actually looks like, because that's not the case. <laughs> it's like HGTV met a stand-up comedy show with a spicy conversation thrown in for good measures. So if you want to see the real side of being a business owner and the unreal side of how to get there, then you've come to the right spot. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Well, cheers. Cheers. Episode two. Yes. Well, thanks for joining us again for Real Laughs and Unreal Estates podcast. Today, we are going to talk a little bit more about real estate. Yeah. So we are going to talk about the perks and downfalls to being a realtor. Mm -hmm. And then also we're kind of in the swing of the fall market. So we're going to talk about the cycles of real estate. So the ups and downs of the seasons and then... I guess, kind of why they happen. Yep. And we'll touch a little bit on COVID, too, because... Yeah, that kind of they threw were like a anomaly, kink into Yeah, anomaly years. That, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, I guess we can just dive right into yep, it. Yeah, let's go so, for it. So, I mean, being a realtor, there's... Frick. Especially during COVID. Like, pretty much being a realtor during COVID, you could, like, list a house for whatever price and get what you wanted. Like, yep. it was really easy. So, there's lots of people who joined... Real estate. real estate at that point, yeah. And let me tell you, it's obvious who those realtors are now. <laughs> They're not around now. <laughs> They're not around now. No, you have to really hustle. Yeah. But I don't know. Let's start on the positive end. What's one of your favorite parts about being a realtor? Well, I really like to be able to set my own schedule, which you can and cannot do. Yeah. A lot of people think that, oh, yeah, you can, you can just set your schedule and that's what it is. That's not really what I mean. It's more I'm not punching a nine-to-five job. But you still have to be there for your client, whether that be in the morning, in the afternoon, the evening, weekends, nights, whatever. You still got to be there. But I feel it's not as structured. And I really am not a structured person. So I like to just go with the flow and let things unfold as they, as they do. Yeah. So I think that's probably my favorite part. And then, of course, I think it's also the people that I get to meet and make you know great friendships and and laugh. I, I find that I laugh every single time I go out. Me too. You know? <laughs> it's so it's so interesting. Everything yeah. is different. Yeah. And every every person is different. So, you know, some will be a lot more serious, but you still if you can crack them and get them laughing. Hundred <laughs> percent. I totally agree. Yes. It's like it's almost like a mission. I know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. How about you? It's so funny. I didn't realize that that's like for your reason for like going with the flow and stuff. So Jess and I have this joke at home. Mm-hmm. Justin's very go with the flow, and I'm. I can a, tell that. When does the flow start, and when does the flow end? <laughs> like, it never. There the is flow no if I know when it starts and ends. I'm such a type A personality. I'm such a control freak. So and and you know what? But that's also one thing that I actually 
like about real estate is because like I don't go with the flow as much, but like I have my starts and ends to the flow. Yes. So I've done a lot. Whenever I first started, I think that was probably one of my biggest stressors is because I never knew my schedule. But now I like do a better job of being like, no, okay, tonight I'm not like at five o'clock, I'm not working. But at the same time, that was one thing that I hated during COVID because yeah. houses literally got listed and sold within an hour. Yeah. So then I couldn't. I, like, I couldn't ever have time off, so if I ever didn't want to work an evening, I literally had to have someone cover for me to yeah. take any time off. Yeah. But that was anomalies years. We'll talk about that later. But for me, I like the fact that I can make my own schedule. Isn't that funny? We're opposite here. Yeah. But yet it both works for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I do find, like, I've had some people, especially since having Wesley, like, talk to me and think about getting into real estate because they want to become a mom one day. And honestly, I find real estate is one of the hardest jobs to juggle with being a mom because you don't have a set schedule. That's true. Yeah. With, like, I mean, my kids were older when I got into it, so... Which most yeah. realtors are, though. I feel like most women realtors are older getting into real estate with kids. Like, there's not very many that have young kids. I find that, yeah, some, some do try because you think that, you know, you're going to have that time to spend with your child and stuff like yeah. that. But you don't always have that... I never had to really go through that, but I can see where it would, you know, with bedtimes and bath times and, yeah. and even when they start getting into school and going to their functions and stuff. But I think that's where our partnership comes in yeah. great with the three of us. There's always someone there to help out, fill in the spots. Oh, yeah. You know, you need some time to do this. Yeah. Great. You do it. There's always someone to help. Agreed. And but I think you need that I in mean, real estate. I mean, it took us how many years to do this partnership, yeah. though. Like, I can't. Yeah. Like, for people who are getting into it to become a parent, like... Yeah. Talk to... Make sure you talk to someone first. Yeah. it's hard. It's hard. Absolutely. Because you want to be there for your child, too. And you also want to be there for your spouse. I'm sort of on the flip side of all of this stuff. Yeah. But my kids were being older. And me going through... Actually, me going through my separation... Yeah. Is what made me also... I, you know, I had to realize, well, I had to figure out what am I going to do? Yeah. How am I going to make money here? I was a stay-at-home mom for yeah. like 20 years. So how am I going to make money? So, you know, I, when I, I got into it. Damn good job. It, it was like, you have to, <laughs> you don't have a choice. You either sink yeah, or swim. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. But. I know, one thing too, this was one of my biggest things is I always had, like I had other careers I wanted to do. So I think I told you before. So I went to school for marketing and sales before. Yes. And I tried a couple sales jobs, but I felt like a lot of the, a couple of the companies I worked for, you pretty much like work to this point and then you couldn't get much any bigger. further. Yeah. And I hated that. I hated have some having something like put a just to put a pillar on my success. Like I couldn't keep going. It was like yeah, no there's a ceiling here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I hated that. And then I love that real estate was endless. Yeah. Like whether it was like I could keep growing myself as a realtor, I could keep growing myself as a mentor. Yes. I could grow myself like we're doing like this investors night to help like educate our clients. Like I just love that there was like whether success to like to me isn't just money. It's like just I don't know. It's, that, it's that the fulfillment. Whole, yeah. It's the whole picture. Yeah. yeah. And I just love that real estate. There's nothing stopping you. No. You just keep going. And it really is endless on what you think. Yeah. What you come up with. Because you don't want to keep repeating all the same things that other people have done. Yeah. And I think that's where we're going to break loose in this whole partnership and try and come up with all these unique ideas out there, whether it be for our clients or whether it be for us. Yes. Yeah. We're going to 
break that ceiling. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, being a realtor is so cool. And then we get to see cool houses and I know have crazy that stories. actually is one of my favorite <laughs> things too because you go into these beautiful beautiful homes and you can see 100%. yourself living them right living in them and then you go into you know just the average homes you see decorating stuff like that and then you go into the crazy ones that are just like extravagant. wow <laughs> yeah. yeah just extravagant yeah. no I was thinking the other side the wow ones of like oh somebody actually lives oh, in this yeah I know because you don't really <laughs> you I don't know. get to see those ones I know yeah everything it's, it's so yeah I don't know I love it well, I think, I think I told you about this, but so Jess and I, our acreage. We, I love your acreage. Did I tell you the story of how we got it? I don't think so, no. No. So it was 2020. So like literally COVID. COVID just happened. Yeah. We were like, everywhere was on lockdown. Like they pretty much shut everything down except for grocery stores. We were at that right. point. And so Justin and I were living at our house in Sherd Park. And that night, we had our mortgage broker, we renewed our mortgage on our house. Yep. That night, we signed the papers for it, and we were just bored. But I was like, well, I'm a, I'm a realtor, like, let's just look at houses online. So we, like, we've always wanted acreage, we've always kept our eyes open for an acreage, but, like, nothing, like, adamant to do. And so this one had popped up, and it was vacant, so we're like, Pfft whatever it's locked down like what else do we have to do it's a vacant house like let's go it's like a little date night so we drove out here so <laughs> date like, night for realtors I know, to look at homes. I know right <laughs> so I love that. That, so yeah so we literally signed the paperwork to renew our mortgage on our house we were living in and then just went and looked at some acreages and we came out to this one and we literally walked in the door and we were doing this for fun we walked in the door, and upstairs we have like a huge south facing window. And this house, I love that window. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, that, that sold us. So, Jess yeah. and I walked up the stairs, and I looked at him, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. He's like, what? I was like, we're gonna buy this house, aren't we? And he started <laughs> laughing and was like, yup, we are. Aww. Yeah. You and knew then, right away. We knew. We just had that feeling right away. Yeah. Yeah. We were just like, holy shit, this is like, we had I no love that feeling. Yeah. yeah. It was so funny. So, I don't know. That's just one thing. That feeling, because I don't know I don't know about you, but every buyer pretty much that I work with, everyone has that feeling. Yeah. You just know. Yeah. If you, you don't have know. that feeling, don't buy the house. Yeah, yeah. And and a lot of people feel, oh, I'm never going to find a house. And I said, you you will. And you'll You're know. You're going to know. You just, you need to look at a few before. Yeah. Right? So, you kind of know what's out there, and, you know, what the prices are. Yeah. How big the home is. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. So you only looked at one acreage? I mean, over the years. I mean, you've looked at them with other people, but yeah. for yourselves. No, we had looked at like a couple. Like we looked at one probably like every six months. We just, okay. something would come on the market and we'd be, hey, we should just check it out maybe. But it was nothing serious. So that was kind of what we were doing. We're like, yeah, let's go check it out for fun kind of thing. And then, yeah, like we didn't have a pre-approval in place. We literally called our, our mortgage broker and was like, so we're putting an offer in on a place. And she was like, you just renewed your mortgage. I was like, yep. Did the, so, did the paperwork actually go through and everything? No, yet, so or no? I, we felt so bad. So she had canceled the paperwork and then we ended up listing our house for sale, for sale right away. And then selling your house is freaking hard. Oh, yeah. It's emotional. Having people yes. critique your house is awful. It is the worst thing in the world for having them to critique your house. Yes. So yes. we had our house in the market for two weeks and I couldn't handle it. So then we ended up figuring out a way that we could rent our house to still buy our acreage. So we kept that, ended up taking it off the market 
renewing our mortgage again, <laughs> and then buying the acreage. So we made our mortgage broker do so much work. Oh, she's wonderful, though. So. She's so good, but still, like, yeah. she had to do essentially two full... Well, she did three deals and only got paid for two ends of it. Oh, so. I guess. Yeah, because yeah. you rented. Yeah. So it was yeah. really funny, though. But whatever. But I know that's one great thing about being a realtor. I know. That is nice. You like, actually can narrow down what you really, really like. Yeah. Because you see so many homes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Downfalls. Downfalls. The real... De- I don't know. I, I really can't say that there are a whole lot of downfalls in this really? job. Are you Really? Serious? In my... Maybe because I don't have that, like, time to me is not an issue, right? Where you have a husband and a child. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I can see where that can work into issues. But for me, I guess the one thing that I don't like is when you're dealing with another realtor that just wants to fight. They feel yes, like that's what they, I was going to say. Right? Like, I'm thinking we're all here for the same reason. We're all wanting to make this deal go through. We are representing our clients, of course, and want the best for them. But you can still do that with respect and dignity and kindness. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a, I don't know, a barracuda in sorts. Like you 100%. do in a way because you have to work for your client. But there's some realtors that I've come to work against, like, you know, when you're uh, yeah. dealing with them, when you're doing a deal. And I just shake my head and think, why are, why are you yelling at me? Yeah. Right. <laughs> why are you yelling at me? I, yeah. I really don't even know why. I totally agree. Do you want me to just text you this information then? Yeah. If we can't talk about it? Yeah. That's, that's one downfall, I guess, because I just I, mean, I don't and understand. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. There's some great other, like, there's great yes. realtors out there. There's but there's, what is there, like, over 4,000, probably 5,000 realtors in the Edmonton area yeah. now. And the... Yeah, realtor, the realtors sometimes are the part that makes, like, I find makes my job the hardest. Because yeah. either they're barracudas and they're just assholes yeah. to start right off the get-go, which is so funny because it's like, well, don't you want to sell? Yeah, like, don't, don't you, you want to purchase this house or don't you want to sell your client's house? I know. Don't you want the best? It's almost it's like they take it personally and they're not there for their client. 100%. They're there just to fight. The other part that I have is realtors who don't freaking answer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I have a client literally I that I, I've worked with, that we've been working together this year, that I don't know how many times we sent through an inquiry, I called the realtor asking questions, or I sent through an offer, yeah. just ghosted. No response. I, for days. My client's asking me, like, anything, any update? I'm like, nope, there's literally nothing I can do. I like, I've that. gotten to the point that I ha- like, I've had to almost, like, I've had to call the brokerage to be like... Where the fuck is your realtor? Yeah. Where is your realtor? I'm trying to get an inquiry on this house. And it's just ridiculous. Well, and you you just want to go to that homeowner. Yes. And, and you like, say, your paying. realtor is not even doing their job. No, I like, know. we're going to walk away from this. And you could have sold your home, but he's not answering the phone or she's not answering the phone or right? whatever, right? I know. That is super frustrating. Yeah. yeah. But once again, there's good realtors out there, but it's yes. just hard. It's hard to like, when you have the bad ones, they kind of... Yeah. It's like one bad one taints five good ones for me. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I yeah. think that's sort of why people think, you know, realtors have a bad name, some of them, because they lump us all together. And, you yeah. know, there are some that are shady. Yeah. But, you know, I've dealt with a lot of good ones too. Majority of the story, good. though, if you're going to get a realtor, look at reviews online. Yep. Google reviews will cover you. Yep. 
Realtors who aren't good either will have zero reviews because they're scared to get reviews because they know they're not good, or they're going to have bad reviews. Yep, exactly. The ones, the bad realtors I see, I look them up online and they're either non-existent for that reason. Yep. That is Whereas true, absolutely. Whereas the good realtors, like, you and I, our whole business is based off of referrals yep. for a reason. For a reason. Yeah. Exactly. I know. The other thing for myself, and you had kind of mentioned this before, is the, like, work-life balance. I remember whenever I got into real estate, I had interviewed a couple of realtors prior to getting my license, just asking for advice, like, picking yep. their brain, just, you know, kind of just doing whatever I could. And all of them had said, your relationship is going to take a hit. And I never understood that at all. And I was like, no, Justin and I, we're like, we are so strong. We're rock solid. Holy shit. Yeah. We ended up going on a break for a couple months. And it was all because, like, as soon as you get into real estate, kind of like you said, like, you, well, you're hungry for money because yeah. you're working on commission. commission. Yeah. So you're not, you're never going to screw over your clients. But whenever they do find a house or they call you. You're going to drop everything. Yeah, and you're going to go. Yeah, so yeah. for Jess and I, like, it just real estate never turned off for the first three years while I was establishing yes. my business. So it was I've hard. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. And I can see where that can be hard on a relationship. Yeah. Because you're now taking the time. If you were doing a nine-to-five job, you could punch off at five o'clock and yes. you were done. Now there's no punching off. There's no, no. date nights sometimes. You'd be out on a date and... And, you know, I'm sure you've had to answer your phone or or texts or whatever, which, I mean, that's our job. So we get that. But it's hard on a relationship. I can see it at points. Yeah. Yeah. Until you kind of get into a groove and then maybe... Well, I think now, no, now's a lot better. Like, I don't get me wrong. I'm still a workaholic and I... Not saying that, like, priding myself on it, but it's just hard to turn off. Like... Absolutely. You're the one who controls everything, but... I wouldn't be able to have had a son in my first three years because my yeah. my work-life balance is not good. It's so much better now. Yes. But even so, in the first three years, I, I don't I'm a huge believer, and you can ask any of my friends that have started their own business after I did, three years. You have to stick it out in a business for three years. And after three years, it took – that was whenever I felt like I could breathe a little bit. And then that's also whenever Justin and I kind of, like – leveled out a little yes. better was after three years of me being in real estate and you could turn it off a little bit like you had your when times. did justin start real estate same time as you no a year and a half ago only a year and a half ago yeah oh, okay okay yeah i was wondering because i yeah, i couldn't remember so he got into it so whenever i got into real estate we had made a plan that at my five-year mark he was going to get into it with me okay and so that was our plan all along and it's funny, it actually, like, he got in right at my five-year mark, too. That's just how it worked out. But we essentially, whenever we found out we were pre- pregnant with Wesley, we had to, like, make the hard decision of him staying in his job where he was a millwright. Yeah. And he was making that steady paycheck, but didn't necessarily love what he was... He, right. he didn't like what... He loves being a millwright and working on the tools, but he didn't like being an employee. Right. Or going into real estate where... We essentially were making a more comfortable living, but it was less predictable. Yeah. Which is scary. Which is scary. When you're starting a family. Yeah. Yeah. And you got a new home. Exactly. But I loved my job. Like, I love my job. And he did not love his. And you're great at it. Well, thank you. That's why you have all these clients. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. So then he just, we just made the leap and he quit his job and joined and has been running ever since. It's been a huge adjustment on him, but... Yeah. It is. It's it, it is an adjustment. Yeah. But you kind of fall into things. Yeah. 
as you go. Work-life balance, first three years, more than likely isn't going to be there, in my opinion, for people. Yeah. Even like you said, you worked all the time, but luckily your kids were older and you were in a separation, so there wasn't much dependent being like, have my attention. Yeah, I didn't didn't have to really share my attention too much, right? So... I don't know. It was a little easier for me, I would I say. I see that. Yeah. But. Yeah, there's lots. But, yeah. If you guys have questions, though, make sure you comment on our on our video yeah. on YouTube, and we'll answer any of them next time. Okay, let's talk about cycles of real estate. Okay. So, we are in the fall market right now. When do you find the fall market kind of starts and, you, like, hits? I would say that end of August, beginning of September, and it'll go till about middle of November. Maybe beginning of November, depends yeah. on the weather and stuff. Yeah. But when that snow starts falling... It's ridiculous. It's like... Yeah. Comes to a halt. Huge. And then people start decorating for Christmas. And the homes that were on the market, sometimes they come off because yeah. they don't want people coming in during Christmas. And, and family uh, gatherings. Yeah. yeah. It's just a busy time for people. And I get that. But sometimes it's a good time to be on the market because all the other people have pulled out. Yeah. So it's kind of... It's true. It kind of goes both ways. But I would say our slow time then would be middle of November till middle of February. Yeah. I would say. And then middle of February till probably end of June would be like a spring market. Yeah. Right? And then summer's July and August. I would say it's very like dependent on kids on the school schedule. Yes. Because like you said, it starts kind of like end of August, beginning of September. And it's because kids are back in school. school. And it's because people are back from vacation. Yeah. So that's like... The last, I'd say, like, middle of August slowed down immensely for me. And not, not like, that I wasn't getting calls, but it's just, like, showings and everything because everyone's gone. They're, like, last hurrah before the kids go back to school. And then the last, like, week of August is, like, just insane. Yeah. They're and busy. then everyone's coming back and gears are turning and everyone's, like, winter's coming. <laughs> <laughs> What's that show, Winter's Coming? A Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Winter's know, Coming. Right? Yeah. So, and then they get like super gung ho to find, sell their house, buy a house before the snow falls. And then yeah. I always think it's funny because I feel like a lot of realtors push the winter market that that's the time that you should be buying or selling. And like, don't get me wrong, it is a good time because there's less competition. Yeah. But the snow covers up things. So well, I find acreages, it's hard. Especially. Because you really don't really know what you're buying in the... Mm-hmm. But some people do put pictures of it, like, on their island. They'll have a but whole But even so, you can't inspect a septic system. No, I know. Like, you don't... If they have a field, the snow covers it. No, I know. You have no idea the condition of that field. Yeah. Other than the flood... Like, as long as your toilet's flushing, you're assuming it's good. <laughs> but you can't... No, I know, I know. Yeah. It is hard. scary. But... I don't know. Yeah. Once the snow flies, things slow up. They do. They, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Until middle of February or when it starts to get a little yeah. bit warmer. Sometimes that's beginning of March. Yeah. Sometimes that's even middle of March. It depends, it depends. on the weather. 100%. Yeah. As soon as we get that like weather push, that's whenever yeah. people... But also, I don't know if you've noticed, but I find for buyers too, once it starts becoming Christmas time, I find lots of like around November too, it's not even just the snow. It's almost finances too because people start, they're like, you know what, we're just going to put it on hold. Yeah. It's Christmas time. Like we're going to go on vacation instead. We're going to go and like have a great Christmas. And then after like Christmas time, they start saving up again. And then come mid-February, March, they're like, okay, let's go. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I find that too. Yeah. I find that. 
And then for spring to summer, so you said spring market kind of runs beginning, middle of February, weather dependent, yep. to like end of June. But I find it's like detrimental too. Once kids are out of school, showings like drop yes. off huge yep. on our listings. They're all going on vacation. Right? Yeah. I remember last year we had a listing that went up mm, a week before school was out. We got multiple offers right away. And then kids went out of school. We mm-hmm. also had a hike in the mortgage interest rates. Our deal ended up falling apart. Just the buyer got cold feet. And then we went back on the market and went into multiple offers. And we ended up getting, like, we went, I think we sold for less price. But it was 25000 lower than what it had been oh, wow. two weeks prior whenever we were on the market. Yeah. Because there was less buyers. Like, we got so many less showings, a lot less like offers like it was just crazy yeah I know I I feel I feel it when this when the kids either they're getting out of school or they're going back to school that changes things around and actually for our viewers who don't know where we're at we're actually in Canada so that might make a difference for somebody who's in Florida (laughs) yes but uh, yeah we're in we're in Edmonton and yeah it snows we have long winters yeah from end of October till end of March yeah yeah, I would you, say. You never you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay, what do you think then the prime time as sellers? When's the prime time to be listing a house? Well, I would say that would be that spring market because everybody wants to get on the spring market. So, uh, like, what would be ideal? Like, what? I would month? say beginning of March. Nice. That's what I would say. How about yeah. you? I'd say single family homes at beginning of March. And then I would say for acreages, yeah. I would say probably May even. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Single family homes, March. Yeah. Acreage is May. And then I would say if you miss the spring market, holding off almost until end of last week of August, be the first week of September. Yeah. Hit the market. Yeah. And then, yeah, the only downfall though, as a seller is that if you have to find a house, then you really put the pressure on. Well, it's hard right now with the interest rates and... And if you do have to sell your home to buy, yeah, it's always a little juggle in there. It's doable, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit of a juggle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, COVID. How did you find COVID affected the sector? I was so scared. I was so scared when it... when In 2020? Oh, gosh. Yeah, right? Because it was March of 2020 yeah. when they kind of did the whole shutdown here. Yeah, which was our spring market. Which is our spring market. And that's when we... Yeah. usually make the most amount of money and I'm like oh my god like, what are we gonna do like yeah. what about if they shut down our whole we make half our income industry. in three months in the spring market yeah. like half our deals are done in like March April May well so four months June yeah that is like over half our income I know and so when that hit in March yeah I was panicking because yeah. I am a sole income earner and that was scary for me. I didn't yeah. know what was going to happen. None of us did. We no. didn't even know if we'd be able to show homes or if everybody was just going to take their home off the market and mm-hmm. everybody was scared. Honestly, it didn't affect me. It didn't affect us really no, as much. I think much. it pushed all like, the, everything back. Everything just started later. Yeah, it did because that first month was I Honestly, I remember yeah. with the shutdown, I was sitting on our driveway with our other friend, a couple, I had, so sorry, Justin was at work because he was still Millerite at the time. And I was sitting in the driveway with one of my girlfriends who had just started her own business. 
And we were just getting shit-faced because <laughs> neither of our phones were ringing because it was shut down. And we were just crying, drinking. And I remember her being like, I have a COVID zit from the stress of this fucking shutdown. My business is going under. I quit my other job. And I was like, well, like, I don't know what we're going to do. I we're know. just going to be brought. We were just getting drunk on the driveway. But it was a beautiful spring because I remember it being nice outside. And we just got. It was scary. And then it turned around. And then it was like... It was busy. It didn't and stop. We were busy. It didn't stop, It though. didn't stop. Like, there was no cycle. It was just no. like, hop, and like... Whoop. Well, we were essential, too, which really yeah. helped us. Yeah. But it was kind of crazy going into some homes. Yeah. Yeah, you could, you had to really wipe down things. You had yeah. to be careful. You were... But... Wipe, yeah, I was walking around with Lysol wipes behind my clients right? and stuff. Yeah. yeah, whatever they... And, you know, they didn't know if they could open up a closet door or not, so we're well, opening it up one with point, a... you weren't allowed to yeah. touch anything. You had to, like, walk around with hands in your pockets. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. That was funny, but... I was really scared, but it didn't affect us. Yeah. I actually thought it went really well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah? Yeah, I totally agree. I And then, like, house prices went, like, crazy high because we sell at our lower interest rates. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I didn't have a... I felt like I didn't have a life for... Yep. Three years? Two years? Like, it was just insane. It was just busy. Literally, call, crazy. you're out. Like, it yeah. was just back and forth. I lost a lot of friends that year. I don't know if you <laughs> <laughs> I lost a lot of friends. I was not a good friend because I was like... Well, it's hard. I'd go out for girls' night dinner and then I'd be like, hey, gotta go. Like, gotta go show a house. And I they're know. like, what? I'm like, I... Like, if I don't show it, like, it's going to sell in 15 minutes, like, in the next hour. So, yeah, you offers no are presented at 9 o'clock. It got listed at 7. Don't know what to, like, I just can't. That's hard. That that was the hardest part about COVID, but, like, it was great. Like, everyone just, like, raked in the money because yeah, yeah. houses were selling, buyers were able to purchase at a low interest rate. Like, it was great. And then now. And then it got into the point where they were overpaying. Yeah. That was crazy. That, Some I of know. these homes, what they were going for, over list price. I know. Um, I know other parts of the country are, even are beyond that. Yeah, and they and they do that all, all the time. But here, Not here. yeah, you go five thousand over, and that's a lot. But yeah. during COVID and stuff, it was like fifty. Yeah, there's uh, acres I went for like a hundred grand over. That <sighs> uh, is crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, like you said, it's just we don't really have the market here. Yeah, it's sad. We, we There's a couple people now who have reached out to us who want to sell. And, like, I remember at that time being like, okay, we're in COVID times. And, yes, we can, like, potentially back up this price. But I don't know what this will look like in a couple of years. Like, I don't know if you're going to resell yeah. at this. So you need to be, like, buckled in to know that you potentially would be overpaying. Yeah. And But people are desperate. They needed a house to live, so they had to pay it, right? And they'd lost three or four homes because it was all multiple yes. offers. They were losing homes. so stressful. So... At one point, the client, the buyer, is just like, I'm not losing this home. Right. I need a home, and I don't want to be homeless, so we're buying. I don't care yeah. what price we're paying, we're buying. Exactly. And that was crazy times. Yeah. It was, like, it was cool to be, because I, like, I, you hadn't been a realtor in a boom yet, and I hadn't either, so yeah. it was cool, like, I feel like we've now experienced a recession, a boom, like, we've kind of yes. gone through it all. It was cool to be a part of it. But at the same time, I'm so happy it's done. Yeah. It was, that was, like, it was stressful because of how busy it was for me. Yes. But I feel like now we have our team, so we'll be, like, we'll be so busy. great and prepared. And, like, I'll, I can't wait for the next one to happen, but I'm ready for, like, this little break until the next Well, one. and it was funny because I was talking to a realtor when we were in the recession part of things. Yeah. And, and sorry, we had been through the boom and, and kind of going into the recession. And yeah. he had said... 
I'd asked him, because he had been in it for over 20, 30 years, right? Yeah. And he had said, you know what? I make the most money and am the busiest in a recession. Oh. And not in a boom. Interesting. And, and he also made a good comment, too, that there's always going to be people buying or mm -hmm. selling. Always. So it's never really that bad. I mean, you go up and down and up and down like this. But I'm talking about his life as a realtor. Yeah. It's... You still, there's always going to be people buying and there's always going to be people selling. But you know what? Like, I understand what he's saying, though, because in the boom, think about, like, for myself, there's was, there was just so many people who yes. were so many more buyers and sellers that hit the market. So my network for my business yes. expanded, like, tripled right. in that year. So I get it now. Like, my recession years are going to be yes. super busy. kind of set up for it. But we started in a recession. Yes. So, but that was one thing though that I have to say was really nice because I remember a really successful realtor in Kelowna. I had met him whenever I started and he told me, he's like, if you can be a realtor in a, in a recession, you will be successful. Because yeah. he's like, you are learning the hustle and when a boom happens, you won't have to, but you'll know how to hustle. Right. And I saw that through and through over COVID because I had mentored some realtors, helped them out. And it's true. Like, I learned how to hustle, and now they're starting to learn now that we're out of that boom. But I'm so freaking grateful that I learned that prior yes. to the boom yeah. rather than almost like having to backtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, you kind of think it comes easy. Yeah. If you're in a boom. Yeah. It comes easy. Well, but, it does. But when you're in a recession, you got to. Yeah. You got to set all these plans up to make things work. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Let's finish it off. Any crazy stories? Yeah, I do have, when I, when I was, oh gosh, I would have been about 23, 24 yeah. and my, would have been fiance at that point, right? Yeah. And we were looking for a home together and it was funny because our realtor, he had a cast on, he had broke his leg. So he was on crutches and he had this full leg cast Yeah. and we went to look at this home <laughs> and on the sidewalk, they had chalk. They were writing with chalk or whatever, but they had that Swats, what is it called? Swatska symbol. Oh. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so we're walking up to the house, and there's this symbol of this Swats, and we're like, mm, this king. Like that's like the, not, yeah, the, the Nazi symbol. The Nazi, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it made us really uncomfortable as we're walking up to this of home, course. right? It's all the way up the sidewalk going to the home. And I don't know if it was somebody that lived there or if it was actually like just some kids but kids don't really draw that yeah right? no. so it was kind of weird anyway there were well, there was a light on in the house we go to the door to get in and the realtor went to go get the key but there was no door handle and so the door handle was missing it was just a hole so we just opened the door we're saying hello hello no one's answering but there's a light on in the home so we're like, do we go in? Oh, let's go in. So we went in. But this realtor, he was kind of, well, he was, one, he had this full leg cast on. But then he was also kind of scared because of the situation, as yeah. we all were, right? Yeah. So we walk in, and it was funny. We go to the bathroom, and opening the door, it was dark. So we opened the door, but it would only or open a certain amount, and we thought someone was behind it. Oh. And so the realtor boots it outside running because he thinks there's someone in the house. And we're trying to open up the door. Oh, my God. And here's, it was just a can of paint that was behind oh the door. God. But it was funny because we were 
scared. And then we yeah. went down into the basement. Also, the realtor it's stayed outside. That the realtor ran out. He ran outside. Yeah. And he stayed out the rest of the time then. And so we're in there. We went down into the basement. And then that was kind of creepy because they had locks on the outside of the doors. So they were locking people in the room, which was creepy. You we ended up not buying. I hope you didn't. <laughs> but that was a kind of a funny oh eye-opener story. And that was when we were looking. I wasn't a realtor at that time. But yeah, yeah, that's really that was funny. funny. That's anyway, awesome. how about you? I think, well, I guess I'll kind of like play off that story is I was showing this house. She was a first-time home buyer. So she was in her like early 20s. And we showed up. We were looking at this house on the south side. And it looked normal. We walked in. I think it was in the Walker community. We walked into this house. And you just feel weird vibes yes, off the beginning. Can. So the house was pretty much vacant, but they said someone was living there. And we went, the kitchen had, like, food and everything in it. Mm-hmm. And then they had one of those main floor offices that had, like, the double doors that opened okay, that yeah. just had glass, but it was, like, fog glass. So the double doors, you opened it, and there was just a single, like, foam mattress on the ground, like, just a single okay, size. Yeah. And then a chair. Okay. It was all the furniture in the entire house. Okay. Yeah. And then the they had just, like, made a bunch of food, so there was a bunch of, like, you can hear my dogs in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a bunch of pots with food that had just, like, they were steaming in the, in the fridge. But then we went downstairs, and downstairs, the basement was unfinished, but it was filled with suitcases. Like, 50-plus no. suitcases. All of them were sitting there. And then in the back corner was this framed-in room. And it had a latch and it had a lock on it. And I was like, yeah, some shady shit's happening here. I know. My client went and opened the room and like she like went to open it and I was like ready to run upstairs. <laughs> and she literally just like peeked in and then she's like, no, I can't do it. She like shut it. And we literally just booked it out of the house. I was like, some weird uh, freaking shit is happening in here. She never bought the, bought the house luckily, but like. When there's locks on the outside know, of the doors. I know, you're really questioning, especially, yeah, like, no. I showed another one. It was, oh, by St. Albert. Yeah. It was an acreage, and it was a vacant home, too, and yeah. I was showing clients. And they, it was, you know, it wasn't cleaned or anything, yeah. but it, it was kind of dirty. And as soon as we walked in, you did feel that. That feeling it's is just, heavy. it's a heavy feeling, and it yeah. just feels like something's off here. We went upstairs, and here again, every door... Had a lock. Had a lock on the outside. And then this one door, it had a little sign and it said, I think his name was Tommy. It said Tommy's room. Oh. Right? And it had a lock on it. And then, so we opened it up and here it was just a closet. It was just a a small little linen closet where they took out all the shelves. And that was his, I don't know if that was really true. If it was really his room or not. But as soon as we opened that up and we saw him, like saw, not him, we saw that how small it was and stuff and all the rooms had locks. We just left. It was, That's so it weird. was, yeah. That's weird. You always wonder what happens in those houses. Those are weird houses. Yeah. Well, cheers. Another Thanks for joining day. us today, you guys. Thank you. Have a good rest of your week. See ya.